Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 92 on this October 19th, 2019. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your girl's favorite Vanguard member. Uh, I am joined today by Alex Galina. Galinas? My, my still, I still can't say your name. It's all good. You say it however you want, but my internet is super effed up. Nice. And Pat Cotter. If you squeeze me, I uh, I push out air and at the rate that you squeeze me. And if you pull on me, then I suck stuff back in. Huh. Seen enough hentai to know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. That's not the first time I've heard you say that within the past 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good so we place. Can have a talk. <laughs> uh, it, it, tell me more about pushing and squeezing you. That's sorry. The oh, God. Is that the police? No. Is that them that's shutting a, us down? That's a, that's a, 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 a monitoring device. We, oh. we, you. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sleepy, so I'm just, I'm going to take a back seat on this episode. Uh, and we're just, I'm going to hear about some games from y'all. Alex, you, you've hey. been messing around with that Apple arcade some more playing some games that I really like. And, uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Yo, you're right. Uh, I have been playing three games, all of which were recommended by various folks here. Well, two of which by you, one by Sam. Uh, so one was what the golf one was assemble with care and the last was sayonara wild hearts. So, so Pat, which one do you want to hear about first? Oh, I don't, I let's get assemble with care out of the way. Okay. I guess this is a game that sounds overrated by some people on the show. I'm just I'm being an ass. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Assemble with care. I'd heard, uh, like Sam was the one who really said he loved this game and like, he I believe said, Allison really likes it too. Yeah, like uh, Sam wrote a review saying it was like his must play from Apple Arcade and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, he liked Florence and I've been seeing people, you know, comparing it to Florence and uh, lots of murmurs around it. And I was like, okay, sure, let's check it out because, you know, Florence was one of my my top five games, I think, last year. So, you know, went in with high hopes. Um, I have to say I really enjoyed the moment to moment gameplay. Like uh, the the game is basically... A series of puzzles where you're taking stuff apart like a telephone or uh, a clock or something like that you're taking them apart uh, fixing what's broken inside of them and then putting them back together and the act of doing that has this really zen quality to it uh, though I will say if you are um, playing it on OS X there's no controller support but that's fine it's it controls okay with a touchpad but uh, it feels a little weird when you're like rotating stuff, which would feel totally natural on a touchscreen. But when you're using it on a touchpad, it's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but but once you get over that hump, like yeah, it's a really it's it's a really zen, relaxing game. Um, but overall, of the three that I played, I have to say it was easily the most disappointing. <laughs> mm. Wow. Um, I can see where people are coming from with the Florence comparisons, but like it just never reaches anywhere near that same level like not even close like the thing i loved about florence was its story and like Mm -hmm. the way they executed on it is how it's all about showing you rather than telling you like it has basically no dialogue and 
conveys yeah. a little bit of motion through like clever uses of art and music and a combination thereof, which is awesome. Uh, the main problem I have with Assemble with Care is that like I don't know um, the great majority of that game is story, um, very much like Florence. But the issue with it is that it lacks any kind of subtlety or nuance. Like it is maybe one of the most heavy handed stories I've experienced in like years. Mm, yeah. It seems to be going around. Yeah. Like it's, there's nothing subtle about it. <laughs> like it's just, it, it, it isn't a particularly interesting story. Like nothing about it's going to surprise you. And there's not really any lessons to be gleaned from it. Like it basically boils down to care about people and they will care about you too. I fix things and I fix myself also. Like it's kind of robotic in that way. And it's, I don't know if, if the game was less story focused, this wouldn't bother me as much, but like, like I said, the story is the majority of the experience because like mm-hmm. the, pu- the puzzles are like filled with dialogue as you're finishing various parts of it. Like, Oh yeah. And when you fix this, it reminds me of this experience kind of stuff. And just, I don't know. It's a shame. Cause like the voice acting is really good. The art is cool. The puzzles are good, but ultimately it's just, I don't know. It's okay at best. And Within about an hour of finishing it, it had pretty much left my mind. Yeah, that's too bad. It sounds like the kind of thing that is going to resonate. I mean, obviously, clearly has with our with our hosts. Like, it's going to resonate a lot with some people and less with others. Um, which I guess is probably true of Florence as well. Sure. Yeah, I just probably think, most games. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's 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 fine. Um, were I to review it, I would give it a three out of five. What yeah. it does, it does well, but what it doesn't do well is pretty crappy. Sure. It's too bad, but also, you know, I don't know. It's, people seem to be enjoying it. So I think that the people that are the right people to enjoy it are getting a lot out of it. And, um, I don't know. I, it's frankly like to be brutally honest, I adored Florence and, um, have really, uh, I, I love that kind of game. Um, Sure, you know, same. interesting, short, interesting, narr- really emotionally driven narrative stuff. Um, but uh, I, I, while people have been talking about Assemble with Care, uh, I just haven't found it to, it doesn't look particularly interesting to me to like play through personally, um, which is weird because I love stuff like The Room as well. So it's like a combination of like physical puzzles with, with the, that kind of story stuff, but something about the tone of it hasn't really struck me as something I'd be interested in. So I don't know. I, I would say the tone can be kind of pretentious at times. Well, that's, which is, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Which is, it's unfortunate. And the puzzles are interesting because sometimes you're playing through them and like it, it, it is that Zen thing I was talking about. You're, you're just playing. It's like, Oh yeah, let's take this out. Let's take the battery out and replace it with a fresh battery and stuff like that. But then every now and again, your character, I think her name's Maria. I, honestly can't remember um will pipe up and be like oh i need to put the butt in the book and it's just like yeah i know maria just shh, it's okay the other I, thing that i think these whiteboards have something to do with the puzzle <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i think the other thing uh about it that um is like i i i like physical puzzles but i like physical puzzles i don't necessarily like like if it's like Oh, maybe the battery's dead. I'll change the battery out. That's not interesting to me. Um, like, oh, let's connect these two wires. I, I don't know. I like puzzles like what's in the room where it's like you have like a maze and you don't know the rules of the maze and you have to go and unlock the slots puzzle to figure out what the rules of the maze are. 
like, Oh yeah. That sort of stuff is what I, I like puzzle boxes. So I, I don't know. I don't know that I would get much out of the gameplay of like unscrew the back of this radio, put a new antenna on it, put the, put the battery in. Um, yeah, I won't say, sorry. Uh, I, I it doesn't really sound any, like puzzles. Yeah. It, I, I would say you're actually pretty right with that assessment that like, they're not necessarily puzzles in that sense. Like they're not going to challenge you. Which is mm-hmm. why I say they're relaxing because like they're yeah, not, sure. they're not cognitively stimulating or anything like that. Yeah. They're not, it's not gonna be like, Oh, it's going to be like, more like, Oh, that worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's, it looks pretty okay. at least that, that, that part. Yeah. The art is nice. Seen. Art is nice. Voice acting is nice. Cool. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Andre, which one are you more interested in? What the golf or sign or wild hearts? I am uh, purchasing one of these as we speak. Uh, Whoa! Uh, finally, remember to get it. You know, it, it's up to you. I I have played both, and I, I like both quite a bit. So well, you know, uh, whichever one you're you're feeling stronger about right now. Sure, I'll start with the one that well I started with. Uh, it was the first game I completed on Apple Arcade, so that was uh, what the golf. So okay. yeah. I played my first 45-ish minute session with that game with my MacBook Post Pro's trackpad. And boy, oh boy, I should probably say up front, yeah, do not play that game with a trackpad. <laughs> or a mouse. Like, just don't, just don't do it. Yeah. It's just, not good. I tried it for like 30 seconds and went, oh no. I think with a mouse, it would be tolerable. With a trackpad, it's just it's mm-hmm. awful because uh, you have to like, click down and then like drag and like on a trackpad that just feels terrible. And you're doing that for an hour or multiple hours. If you're doing the whole game that way. Yeah, no, don't yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually super not into the game purely because it was not fun to play. And uh, we ended up having a chat in our group chat and I was like, and, and Andre, you reminded me, Oh yeah, maybe play it with a controller. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's like, maybe play it with a controller. And I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. And that made the experience infinitely better. And so once control wasn't a barrier anymore, it was a, uh, it was a way better experience. Look, so. you got to stop bashing control. I just can't every single, <laughs> we, we get, you don't like it, Alex. You just you let it go. You, you know, sorry, sorry. You need sorry. to wait like six more weeks and then we can get it out. Yeah. So don't use Jesse Faden to play what the golf, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, um, yeah, just, ha, ha, ha. but what if, what if the golf ball is an object of power? That would be pretty good, man. That golf ball would be is malicious that, as shit. What the golf is an altered world event. Yeah. Er, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Game. You're not wrong. There we go. All right. But Sorry, anyways, like, that's why it's in the, it's in the Epic store game of verse. Oh shit! You're tying it all together, but Alan um, Wake's there. Oh no! And Max Payne. <laughs> all the his... games in the Epic Store are part of the yeah Remedy yeah. verse. Yeah, Max no, Payne. No, no, it's the Remedy games are part face. of the Epic Games of Earth. So all ties oh. back to Fortnite. I wish that they didn't <laughs> put all of like put so much stuff in the trailer for what the golf. Yeah, yeah I think it would aside. it would it would totally benefit from like showing off less about what's weird about that game. Because yeah. like that stuff is fun to come across. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I would say the best word I could have for it is cute. Like, um, like at its very best, it'll just make you kind of laugh out loud and like to go, ha, that was clever. Uh, yeah. 
which I don't know, maybe clever is a better word, but cute is what came to mind. Uh, it had some cool moments and definitely some really good ideas. Uh, but I don't know for me, like it felt like the execution was just off just, just enough to where it never crossed over into being excellent for me. Like it's good, mm-hmm. but like n- didn't quite reach excellent. Uh, it, is but, that because like it just doesn't like some of the things just don't feel good to do like some of the golf mechanics when they like change up like how you're interacting with the world or yes definitely like i'd say the core golf mechanic usually feels pretty all right um but some of the other ones that they introduced just like is like wow this doesn't feel like a thing mm-hmm. i want to do again like yeah. um I, I don't know if it's a spoiler. I'm going to say one of the mechanics was the pogo stick. Yeah. And I was just like not having that one. <laughs> that one was just I don't bad. I, I don't even remember it. Yeah, it's is pretty it, bad. Is, is it a new metal song? <laughs> There's no system of a down in this one, unfortunately. But um, yeah, but I, I get it, though. It was it's a small team and they did a ton with the resources they had. Like it's a it's a pretty long game for what it is. Like I'd say I probably did it in about five hours which yeah. you know did for, you go did you go for all of the like crowns no i'm um, like okay. in the first half i think i probably did but after a while i just kind of burned out I, like okay. i think that might have been my mistake though it was playing it all at once because mm-hmm. i think that game really benefits from like stepping away from it after every i don't know group of levels or something like that mm-hmm. just doing it in smaller chunks uh but when it's all like uh, continuous and contiguous like how i experienced it like it almost overstays its welcome. Hmm. So I, I think that might've been my problem. Like, I, I don't know if that's a, something to damn the game about, but yeah, but overall it's good. Like I enjoyed it. Uh, wasn't super in love with it, but yeah, I think it's definitely good. I, I really liked it. I, I, I played it in maybe like two or three days, uh, like evenings after work and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And just, you know, had a great time seeing all the new stuff and was la- like actually laughing out loud, like you said, at like some of the things that came up. And while I, I do think some of the, uh, the mechanics, like there's one where you have to be a rug and it's like one of the extra challenges. I think it's like yeah. a par and like I just can't for, for, for bowling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, you're a rug and I'm just like trying to figure out how to make par on this level. And there's like brick walls in the way and I never beat that one. Uh, yeah. But like, despite, despite levels like those, like I got, I was really into basically every new thing they tried and was like, Oh, I want to at least try to do everything on this stuff just cause I want to see what dumb thing is going to happen. Yeah. And um, I'll say the last stage was super janky. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's there's a lot of jank in that game. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's really charming, though. Um, I think it's totally worth a play. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, will play it soon. Fortnite is updating. <laughs> so it won't install. You can't. Yeah. No, you can't. That's part of the Epic Games averse. You got to update Fortnite to play anything on the Epic Games store. Uh, I believe we agreed Fortnite's also in the remedy first because it's the game what launched the Epic Games store. Yep. Well, I, wait. So is does that mean Fortnite is like how if you want to play any source game, you have to have like Half-Life installed or Counter-Strike installed? <laughs> None of this exactly. is true. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, they really are going after that Valve money. 
All right. Um, but yeah, no, the last Sorry, game. Some noise. No worries. The last game I played was that Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh uh, yeah. Which Andre also reviewed. And yes. Uh, oddly, I I will say I gave Sayonara Wild Hearts like a four point five, I think, and mm-hmm. What the Golf a five. But I do yep. like Sayonara Wild Hearts like more in my heart of hearts. Sure. Yeah, and but I will I think say what the oh, golf sorry. is obje- is objectively a better game, in my opinion. Interesting. I, I would like just I would because say... no, go for some it, of sorry. your issues. Yeah, some of your issues with like what the golf are like how I feel about some things with Cyanara Wild Hearts, but it's I love it. Yeah, that's so. totally fair. And the thing is, like, I would actually go inverted. I would say that Cyanara Wild Hearts is a better actual game. Uh, I think it was super great and like a total package. Like it's obvious mm-hmm. that a ton of love and care went into every aspect of its creation. Like yeah, everything is totally linked and it's a, it's like a cohesive whole that works really well together. That's part of why I feel bad about my criticisms of Sinar wild hearts, like Sinar wild hearts. We talked about it a little bit, but like, that's definitely a four star game for me. That's like, please give me more of this thing because this thing is brilliant. But I think like the actual, like actual certain parts of it are, less brilliant um so but i feel terrible like saying that because it's clear that the people from the music to the art to design everything clearly i mean it was made with a lot of craft and care um sure by really talented people so it's not really like a i don't really mean it as like a this is bad but yeah i don't know yeah i I can see where you're coming from but like yeah like for me the music wasn't really my thing either but i felt like it fit what they were going for like pretty much perfectly like it yeah it it tied into the visual style and like all that kind of stuff like it fit hand in hand for me so even yeah go for it it did but like the more that i go back to it the more there's like four songs that i uh, like actively really really like and would Mm -hmm. listen to and then the rest of it is fine like it's it's if it were just like this is music for uh, a puzzle game or something. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's, it's, it's decent. But like in a game where the music is so central to what it is, I think more, the more I think about it, the more I think that like most of that soundtrack is pretty disappointing with some, like with a few, like really, really great bright spots that are not, that are great. And that's, I think the biggest frustration I have with that game. Yeah, that's all totally fair. Um, I guess for me, I like, yeah, like I said, the music wasn't my thing, but cause they're the visual style and, and everything of that game is so unique and creative. Like, Visuals are amazing through yeah. and through. Yeah. And, and it feels like the soundtrack was written along with it. So they were trying to just fit it. So for me, like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I would not listen to that soundtrack on my own. Honestly, like I think some of the music was not as well produced as I would have liked and stuff like that. Cause like, you know, I make music, whatever. Um, but for, yeah, for what it was, I felt it fit pretty, pretty perfectly. So playing it as like they intended, which is like the one sitting you're playing through an album thing was it. Yeah, it felt like a cohesive whole. And I was totally into that. Uh, I, I did have issues with it. Like sometimes the controls like y- you would um, you would run into a situation where it's like, oh, this is going so fast. I can't actually see what's coming up and I'm going to crash into a wall or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you learn it's kind of like a. A limbo thing almost where you're like you do it once and you're like oh okay that's the trick and then you just do it the next time but yeah it did kind of break the flow sometimes i also like i just i don't know like i 
the controls aren't tight enough for it to be a score game. Yeah. And it clearly doesn't want to be a score game, but they put score in it anyway, I guess, to like appease the notion that they sh- should have some score mechanic. And like, I guess it's a reason to go back and replay the levels, but some of that stuff just feels frustrating. Like having gone back to try to do like some of the, the levels I didn't get gold on the first time through. It's like, it totally undermines the experience that they're trying to create with that game to have to, to be like, well, fuck, I missed those stars. I got to start the song over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's annoying to me. I kind of wish that that just like, wasn't there at all. Or like maybe there would, there were like a few moments where you collect something or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of where I fall on it too, with my issues being it's, like it wants to be this whole cohesive album like experience, but then it's like, Oh, ran into a tree. Got to, you know, go back either, you know, 10 seconds that's, or whatever. That stuff and, doesn't bother me as much because I feel like if you removed the score elements and you removed the fail state parts at a certain point, I would just kind of be like, why am, why isn't this just a visualizer? <laughs> um, like, mm-hmm. like if there's no thing you're really doing. So like, I guess the, 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 the fail states don't bother me because they rewind so quick and, and they're so like, they don't then break it, the flow to then me. You, if you, then you can't get a high score, man. But that's what I'm saying is I think the problem is less the fail states yeah. and more the score mechanic. Um, yeah. Then, then Queen Latifah I, won't say gold, gold level or whatever she says. Like maybe, gold maybe, rank. Maybe that, you should get gold saying, rank yeah. if you don't hit anything. Like if you don't fail state anything. Like it, yeah. or and, and that can be the mm-hmm. thing. Like you, you have a certain number of lives and that's the... That's the the, the 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 metric for scoring because like those stars are sometimes so hard to get. Yeah, uh, they're like you've got like the tiniest bit of clearance between you and like there's a tunnel wall and like a trolley yeah. car and you're trying to go between those and it's, like, and it's annoying. Yeah, how do you do that? Yeah, uh, and like the camera's at like a weird angle, so you're like, am I lined up? I can't tell. Yeah, and it, it yep. serves for to make a really great cohesive visual package, but at the, but at the expense of making it like feel good to collect the things like, like, like we've talked we talked a little bit when it came out about um, it versus that amplitude remake. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I think the music in it is better than what is in that amplitude remake. That's the reason that that amplitude, or I don't know if remakes the right word, but that amplitude game was super disappointing to me because I thought the music was really uninteresting through most of it. Um, and so like, I, I just couldn't get into it at all. But the thing about amplitude is like for a, for a, high score style, like arcade experience. It's perfect. Um, and, and I think that like sign our wild hearts maybe could have been, like if they wanted to make it a game where you collect stars, maybe they could have made it more analog in terms of like lanes that you're going through, um, rather than the more floaty, like slide back and forth controls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know though. I will say like, um, so I I have this problem in my brain where I'm a programmer. So everything I play, I usually go back to like, like in my mind, I'm analyzing a little bit and I'm like, Oh, how did sure. they code that? And stuff like that. And like, maybe that's why I don't like assemble with care. Cause it's like, a, believe me, I know exactly thing. what you're talking about because this is part of why I have such a, like why I've struggled with fire emblem as much as I have, because as someone who writes all day for a living, sometimes mm-hmm. I read the dialogue in that and I'm just like, this isn't what, this is not that sentence is not written correctly. <laughs> so I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I have something similar with both programming and music. That's why I was like, oh, the music could be have better production. Like that's just a me thing. Yeah. And like with programming, uh, again, with assemble with care, I was just like, oh yeah, this would take like 
like some of the stuff is neat, but like it's not super crazy. Uh, but what they call the same thing, like I can see what the code is basically. Like I'm basically Neo with that. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, um, but with Sinar Wild Hearts, it had some stuff where I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Like that's really complicated. Like uh, one thing that sounds trivial but is actually super hard is when you hit that wall and you reset and it puts you back to the exact same moment in the song. Yep. Like that's why you find a lot of times if you like run into a wall and the music just keeps playing because yeah. kind of getting it back to that exact moment is actually really hard. <laughs> well, the like the visuals and the music are so closely intertwined, like because you're yeah. going you're never slowing down. You're going at a consistent speed the entire time. Or, you know, the game knows exactly how fast you're going at all times. Well, so it's I tied to the like, rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like. I, I mean, I'm oh, not yeah. a programmer, it, but it, I feel it, like that it would needs, be a, it needs that. But the thing is, like the act of programming that is not is not mm-hmm. trivial. <laughs> like, it's pretty tough. Yeah. So, yeah, like well, stuff like that is maybe took what, a couple seven. Yeah. No, it took like four years to come out, I think. Yeah, uh, maybe oh. more. I can't remember. But yeah, like they had the, the dates at the end. But yeah, so that's probably what elevated it for me is just like there's this really crazy skill that also went into pretty much everything they made. there. Well, and for all my criticisms, I think that like literally anyone that wants to have a critical view of games as like an art form. I mean, it's fine if you just enjoy playing shooters or whatever. It's fine. I'm not talking about you you can skip it if you want. But like people need to should play Sayonara Wild Hearts because it is, I think, potentially an important game. Um, And I think it is the it's something very new. Like, yes, there's res comparisons. Yes, there's amplitude comparisons. But I think it's um, powerful in that it's like it's, it's delivering on a a concept that people have sort of talked about before, but not really done as cohesively. So for all my criticisms, part of the reason I'm so critical is because it is very good. And there's just a few nitpicks I have because it is a appropriately slim package given its concept. But that means that there's like, I think again, like, like, um, Four, maybe more like five of the levels are some of the coolest experiences I've had this year. So it's frustrating to me that the other half of the game is kind of like, it's good. Um, And that's really where my criticisms come from is less like, I don't, I don't, I think people kind of need to play it, not just should, but you, you really, really should. Uh, I I would totally agree with that, especially like some of the like 15 second levels. And it's just like, Oh, that's yeah. Like why for me, that's like, we'll just roll that into the, to the song. And, and maybe because of what you're saying, how hard it is to program that stuff. That's not, that doesn't work. But I mean, there is that play the album from front to back mode. Um, Like I'm fine. If you want to give me like a short loading screen or something to kind of reset everything. But I, it feels weird to load into a level and then get graded on it after like a minute and 12 seconds. Yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. I wish the arcade mode had been like the, like the base mode yeah and then i actually still like, okay now you can go and do like the go into each level and try and get the high yeah. score thing i still need yeah. to play through the the do a full playthrough again in in that continuous mode yeah it sounds cool i haven't done that yet either um last thing i'll say uh it had one level which reminded me of titanfall 2 and that was the best level by far <laughs> i think you mean it oh yeah. you of dishonored 2 uh <laughs> I I get drum for the rest of time. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, those are your Apple Arcade slash Epic Game Store game uh, selections. I want to play Manifold Garden too. Really that, bad. I really, really like really Anti Chamber. Yeah. yeah. Hearing that. And Manifold Garden about. looks way better than Anti Chamber to me visually, That's, like the art style. Yeah. I have not looked at it closely, but hearing, oh my about, God. hearing it talked about, I'm like, oh, oh my God. It's, sounds, it's, sounds it's good. doing visual stuff that is like, actually new like mm-hmm. in a in a in a way that I, I i was shocked that someone could take like pretty standard wireframe mm-hmm. 3d art and like do level design that i've never seen anything like before that's so cool yeah yeah i, ha- I have a question about any chamber did did they ever do anything with that cube that you could like look at and then it goes into a hole I forgot uh, about that. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I didn't finish Antichamber because it got a little too much for me. Um, but I played most of it, and that game's rad. So I did finish it, uh, but I don't remember like the end. And I, I don't know if they ever updated the cube. Yeah, because like I remember him saying, "Oh yeah, that cube's going to do something in the future," but it doesn't do anything right now. Yeah, I don't so. know. Manifold Garden is definitely one that I need to I I have it bulleted to play it before the end of the year. I just I got to get through a few, couple other games first. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll check that out also. Uh, all right. Well, Pat, you've been playing some games. Yeah, I had a kind of screen light week this week. Um but I'll get I, I get the the game that I the video game that I did spend a chunk of time playing. I've been continuing to play Borderlands with my partner, and I still think that game, for all of its garbage aside, is uh, pretty fun. Um, and still think it's funnier than most people seem to think it is. Uh, maybe because I'm uh, a plebeian loser. Um, you said it, not that. me. <laughs> uh, no, I think that there's a lot of uptightness, and it's fine if you don't like poop jokes, but like. There's not even that many poop jokes. There's not even that many dick jokes. I don't think I think people played like a, a slice well, of that game and went, oh, the whole game is going to be this and then stop playing it well, because I, I played if, Borderlands 2. And if there's not that many, you have unsold me. <laughs> We're like almost halfway through the game and there's been a few like real solid poop jokes and a few real solid dick jokes. But uh what was real solid poop uh, and real <laughs> solid dick? All right, yes, back in. Yes. Um, but but I don't know. I would not say that that's like the majority of what's going on. I mean, like zero is like zero will just say like you know what an asshole out of nowhere, and it's like oftentimes makes you chuckle or made makes us chuckle because it's like out of nowhere. Um, but I don't know that 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 game is. Fun to play, and the writing I think is fine. It's not a good story, but when has Borderlands ever been? Uh, but uh, I also spent uh, dug into the new Switch sort of spiritual successor, I guess, to Wii Fit. Although, really, just because they both involve fitness, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Um, yeah, it sounds awesome. It's a fit fire. <laughs> it's. I mean, you can unlock. Uh, cosmetic items to make your fit man or woman look different. Um, but, uh, it's a really interesting thing. I, by virtue of like the fact that it's uh, a real workout, I haven't played a ton of it. Um, 
I got it set up last night and played the first few levels. Um, but uh, that thing is weird in a really cool way. I didn't realize that it's primarily um, the like running stuff is seems to be like the primary thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like the running in place. The world, right? What's what? It's how you move about the world, right? Yeah. Well, and everything's on a track. Um, so it's, it's fully linear. I mean, you can pick sometimes it like branches between different level choices, but there's no open exploration at all. Oh, yeah. Um, you, Wait, you run so along the track. So, so it's Star Fox, but for fitness sort of, um, and the environments, like the thing I wasn't expecting was like the character art is kind of basic, but the environments are like really intricate and there's it's like like it kind of takes your mind off because i hate to run um and it kind but it kind of takes your mind off of the exercise that you're doing to a degree because there's so much cool stuff to look at while you're running around and it's like you have to you have to watch because you can't stop and turn back or whatever i mean you can stop in place if you need to to like breathe but um generally the levels are designed that you just keep going you don't stop you stop when you're done um and uh, there's like lots of like little things to interact with in the environment. Um, when you squeeze the fit ring, it shoots out a little blast of air. And when you pull the fit ring, it like turns into a vacuum. Um, so there's like stuff around the environment that you have to interact with. Um, and uh, it, it it's like really interesting to kind of see. And then the environments tend like start to get a little more intricate as well. Um, like the, uh, the, you end up having to like go upstairs and to go upstairs, you have to do higher knee lifts while you're jogging in place. Um, which I should say too, I was worried that jogging in place would be, uh, would not work well, but it totally does because, um, you get that like sense of momentum by, by like watching what's on the screen. Um, so it doesn't feel like you're jogging in place, but it also doesn't for me anyway, make me motion sick, which is like the problem I have with VR motion solutions where you like swing your arms in place or whatever, um, is like without actually physically moving forward. It it tends to make me motion sick. Mm -hmm. Um, don't have any of those problems with this. Uh, if you jog in place faster, your character runs faster and it's very satisfying to do sprints and see your character like go, uh, and kind of like their, their like hair goes on fire. Like they're, uh, like turns yellow and gets longer and it's like fiery. Um, like they're uh, a Dragon Ball character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm speaking my language. I gotta, yeah, yeah. This. Uh, and, um, and, and then, uh, you know, it's like once you, you also have to do things like squeeze the ring at the ground to like propel yourself in the air to jump over stuff. And, Sometimes there'll be like a coin floating off of a platform and you really need to be going fast to get it. And you have to then really, really like snap the ring closed and hold it there quickly to get the kind of lift you need. And it's just like makes you want to push yourself a little bit more, um, which is really cool. And then when you get into the combat stuff uh, so far, I'm like have been less enamored with that. But part of it is because uh squats is one of the um the 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 starting skills you have because in combat the way it works is uh you have different exercises and it'll ask you to do like 15 reps of those exercises and each rep you do does damage to the enemy and then there's type matching that you can do to kind of uh 
um, do extra damage to different enemies. Um, and uh, one of the early like core attacks that you have is uh, squats. Um, it's also a core attack. Uh, oh God. <laughs> sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, well, that's how they divide them. There's like core. Um, I think it's like core strength, like arm strength, maybe I don't remember, but they're like blue, red and green, I think. And green is yoga poses. And there might be a yellow one too. Um, but, uh, the squats are kind of hard for me because, um, I don't have like bad knees, but squats are hard on my knees. Um, and so, uh, sometimes like, I don't, I, I kind of, there may be an option in there, but I kind of wish there was like an option to do, to set certain things to lower impact based on like your, what the exercise is. Um, but you, you can also generally, you don't have to do specific exercises cause you have enough even to start with to, defeat enemies without doing specific ones. So hmm. you can kind of like do, do one of them and then not do it again for the rest of your session. Um, and then after each level, it uses the IR sensor on the, the joy con that's attached to the ring to um, give you your heart rate. And like it does. And then it looks at your calories burned based on your weight and stuff. So it, it, it's got a lot of cool, like just the base game is pretty cool and i haven't even gotten into a lot of the like character customization and skill tree stuff um and it's exciting because like i don't like exercise um i try to like go for walks and go hiking and stuff because i like doing that but i don't like running or jogging i don't like doing any kind of strength stuff i don't Mm -hmm. like the gym i don't like being at the gym um i don't like like the culture around gyms uh yep yeah, this is describing like, me. What are you doing? I just don't. I don't. There's so much about fitness culture that really turns me off. Um, and this game is like, I'm excited to like, I'm hoping that we finish in time for me to play it for like a half an hour before I need to get ready to go to go do our errands today. Um, so like, I think it's, I think it's really good from that perspective. Um, and, and it's, it's active and it really like, it got me sweating last night. Like I had to, jump in the shower after I finished playing it because it was uh, a, a intense experience and I have it set to the second to lowest the intensity too. <laughs> so there are two levels of intensity higher than where I'm at. Uh, Sam was saying, uh, you know, he does like CrossFit and stuff. So he's in, I don't think he's been as up with it recently and I'm not sure, but uh, he, he's more fit than I am by a mile. And he said he was on the highest difficulty and it still like made him, sweat through his shirt and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a real workout. I think, especially for people like us, Andre, who don't really work out. Hey, it's, what it's, are you trying to say? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to include you in it. And then you said I was describing you. So, um, but, but yeah, I really, really like it and I'm excited to keep going with it. Um, it has some cool other little stuff. Like you can plug a joy con into the ring con and take it with you to work or whatever. And then, do like little push and pull exercises on it. And it'll, when you reconnect to the switch, it'll uh, give you experience for that. Um, can I, can I put my Pokemon on it and take them for a walk and level them up? If only really, I mean, to be honest with you, they should make more games like this and use their properties because like if they put out like a, a, a another one of these that basically did a lot of the same stuff, but you played as like Mario or something. I bet that would be very successful. No, um, man, no, man. Here it is. 
new Pokemon Snap. But it, Dude, you, you got to run yes. to take the pictures of the Pokemon. That totally. Into that. You, gotta, you could you totally do that, too, because pu- like push and pull the ring to take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it, it tracks the motion of the ring, too. That's important mm-hmm. to say, like you're when you're like doing uh, when you're shooting the error at stuff, um, you're like moving the ring left and right uh, and up and down. And it's pretty good at tracking it. And anytime if the tracking screws up, you can just hold it flat towards the ground and then pop it back up and it, it recalibrates. So it's easy to do while you're in motion. Um, but yeah, Pokemon snap with that would be so cool. Even if it wasn't like, honestly, even if they didn't position it as a fitness game and like you just sit down and play it and just point the ring con around to take pictures, that would still be really cool. Cause it doesn't take a ton of uh, strength to like squish it once just mm-hmm, as like mm-hmm. a button press. Um, it's the like press and hold stuff. That's harder. Uh, but it also has really great calibration stuff up front. Like it asks about you, like your weight and it asks for your age and, um, it asks for your current activity level. And then it tests your, uh, like your strength level for pushing and pulling to make sure that it'll work for like anyone who plays it. Even if you can't collapse the ring all the way or can't pull the ring all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing that I am a little, I do kind of wonder about is like, I have, relatively large thighs because I, that's where like all of my muscle is concentrated because I played a lot of like uh, soccer and hockey in middle and high school. So like I was a, I do have a lot of thigh muscle and it, the, the, the strap like kind of is kind of short. Like I can make it work, but if you have particularly large thighs, I would worry that like it's not there's not enough strap there for it. I mean, it stretches. So can you not you, put it like lower on your leg, like just above you the can, knee? They tell you to put it uh, um, like middle of your thigh. Mm. Um, mm. It, it could it could be that it would work fine if you slid it down. I don't know. But um, I, I kind of I, I hope that that's not a uh, thing that impacts people's ability to play the game. Um because uh, that would suck. Um, I'm, you could probably make do with it a little bit lower, but mm-hmm. I also like constantly am paranoid that the thing's going to like slide down my leg. Uh, but that's not the problem with the, it. It's not actually an issue with the, the, the leg strap. It's just, I don't like those kinds of hindrances generally. Yeah. The whole thing sounds really neat. Uh, yeah. Like the idea uh, of taking it with you to work and just kind of, you know, doing that while you're well i don't know for me it might look like i'm masturbating or something at my desk but uh, like other than that like it sounds <laughs> like, a pretty, like yeah but it sounds like a pretty could, great pretty good great thing you could always solve that problem by putting it between your legs and doing leg squishes that's sure probably no not gonna solve that's it. weird uh, <laughs> uh, does it like walk you through like a warm-up before you start playing yes, that's one okay. of the coolest things it does is it has you do uh and like things I didn't even know about fitness where it, it's like ta- it tells you early on that like um, that you should do um, it like stretch in in what well, I forget what they call it, fluid stretches or something non static stretches. So you shouldn't just like Kin- kinetic stretches. Yeah. Kinetic stretches. Thank you. That's the wording that they use. Yeah. So it walks you through doing kinetic stretches, which is a thing that I didn't even know before. I've always worked out. I've just done standard like, you know, lean side to side and like touch toes and all that. And they tell you about how like, no, that's not really designed that you shouldn't do that at the beginning. You should do kinetic stretches at the beginning. And then it gives you a little video tutorial to do them. Um, and then, uh, when you finish it, like when you go to quit the game, it walks you through a cool down. 
Um, mm. So it, it's really good about like kind of every step of the way. You can also set yeah. alarms too. I don't know how those work hmm. on a switch, but I have one set for 9 a.m. today. So we'll see um, where it'll it'll like tell you like, hey, it's time to exercise. But I don't know if if that's like your switch beeps or something. Um, I kind of think it would be cool if they set it like if you have the Nintendo app installed if it sends those notifications to your phone. But I, I mean, you could also just set an alarm on your phone. It's so just those two people from the announcement. Trailer. Oh God. Oh, they no. just pop up on your phone. And go, it's time no. to work out. <laughs> they bust your door down and then one of them no. shoots lasers out of its eyes. Then exactly. What if it was like the best thing? Well, not the best thing. It was actually pretty terrible, but the thing on the Vita with the wake up club and you're actually waking Someone up other people, other people who want to work out and suddenly you're in a the wake up club. <laughs> The only struggle, I guess, is um, like it is an intense enough workout that I feel like I need to take a shower afterwards. So Mm. like I either want to do it early in the morning before I get ready for work or in the evening and take a shower after I do that. So I have to work out the best time for me to play it in my schedule. But I'm going to try to play it every day because like you can very easily jump into it for like 10 minutes or an hour or whatever it tracks your time that you've been actually working out, Mm -hmm. um, not just in menus. So you can sort of see your session goals. And it also tells you what your total session did for you when you go to quit. Like it tells you how long you worked out, what your average heart rate was, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and then, uh, like how many calories you burned and how far you like quote ran. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it does a really good job of tracking all that stuff too. Um, it seems like just incredibly well thought out. I, I, there's there's very little there that I can think of that is like missing or anything. Yeah, uh, that sounds I'll like a thing. Be, I, yeah, I totally want to check that out. I'll be curious to see what they do. Like, because I think they said they're going to uh, like update it and like add new content. That would be uh, cool. So like if you, you know, once you get to the adventure, what happens? Is it like, oh, now basically you prestige like, okay, now we're going to redo the entire thing, but we're going to up the difficulty one or something. Yeah, that could work. I mean, I could see just starting a new file or um, like, the, the, but they, they implied in the video in one of the trailers that um, if you were to play for uh, like 30 minutes a day, that it would take you several months to complete it. So it sounds like there's like, at least a hundred hours of mm. stuff in and, there. And that's cool. If there is, yeah. and it's dock required, right? So like the switch light is pretty much boned by this thing. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I don't think it would work. Um, on well, that. You, well, no, it's totally cause you have to un- disconnect the joy cons. So uh, oh, yeah. but you could get, well, you, I imagine separate. you could get joy con yeah, and separate joy cons. It's totally possible that you could get joy con and but um, then you're on like a very small screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, it wouldn't work on a small screen. I, I this thing is not a switch light game. Uh, I mean, it's how much yeah. room do you th- say you need for this? Not a ton enough to, to um, hold your arm. The biggest thing is like ceiling height. You have to be able to hold your arms above your head. Um, so if you have a really low ceiling, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. But um, as far it never asks you to like swing your arms out from what I've seen. And um, it doesn't oh, do what? Uh, the, the, so you so far, you, you can't do the Super Mario Super Show swing your arms from side to side from Captain. <laughs> I mean, Lou it's possible that it that that exists. The other, the one thing I'll say is that there is one I had to do, um, like, uh, like knee up things where I was sitting on the ground with my legs extended out in front of me. So you mm-hmm. need enough room to like sit down and and extend your legs. Okay, so you um, need some floor space. 
Yeah, I mean, but really, I mean, I, I don't have much floor space and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I played it in the spot that is way too small for me to use my quest in and it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. okay. like right in front of my TV. So I, I would say that, you know, anyone should be able to make this work in their space, I would think. And you don't need to be like facing the switch or anything, right? That's not how the motion controls work. Is it? No, but you need to be facing your television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, there's no like sensor bar issue or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neato. Cool. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're enjoying it and that it seems like an actually neat thing that's well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what else have you been playing? So, like I said, I've been kind of like screen light this week. Uh, I played um, a couple of I spent some time with a couple of board games because uh, I've been trying to get deeper into my board game collection and actually play stuff. because I've been doing some organizing to make it easier to access those things. Um, so first I played a few games of uh, a board game called Spirit Island. Mm-hmm. Um which we talked about a little bit on, uh, on, on Twitter when uh, Alex was talking about board games. Um, and that was part of what made me go like, man, I really need to pull that game out and play it. Um, so uh, th- I played it solitaire because it's frankly like one of the best solitaire games that I've seen um, because it, the game doesn't a lot of times with uh, board game solitaire rule sets, it'll change certain rules. Spirit Island. The only thing it changes is that, there's some abilities that you can use on other players. Um, and instead you can use those on yourself. That's the only thing that changes though, is just so that there's nothing that becomes useless or irrelevant. Um, and what that game is, is, uh, it is a, um, cooperative game. They call it cooperative game of worker destruction. Um, which is (laughs) just, is like a play on the term worker placement, um, which is a genre of games. Uh, the theme is that you are a, guardian spirit on a island in an ocean um that is being colonized by european settlers um and it's a very funny thing at first when you look at the box you might go like oh well you know it's about like killing colonizers but it doesn't specify where they're from or anything but then when you get into it it's don't totally got like scenarios for like the england like england invading and portugal invading and stuff so it is definitely pointing at colonizers directly specific ones um but uh it is uh it, you play as this guardian spirit along with um other other people i think it goes up to six players with the expansion and four players in the base box uh but um you're playing as these spirits so you're playing as things like uh lightning swift strike is one of them it's like a lightning spirit um you're playing as like the slow moving earth is another one uh there's a total of eight of them in the base box uh with four of them kind of recommended for new players and four of them um as kind of removed as more advanced um some of the advanced ones are really wild like the darkness between the trees and stuff like that like really interesting concepts um and uh it's a interesting game because it is um, it, it, it has some of the some some components from a lot of other s- s- cooperative games like Pandemic and um, and and 
even a little bit of like Arkham horror kind of stuff, but it is really interesting with the way that your characters grow and po- your character grows in power over the course of the game. Each character plays like super, super, super different. Um, and uh, the, the, the ways that you interact with the board are different. There's like base resource gathering actions that um, like the resource gathering verbs uh, are kind of the same, but the combinations in which you deploy them are different. And like the way that you spread your presence is what it's called around the map to be able to influence it is different. Um, Because basically you're, you've got a board map. There are settlers that are being placed every turn and they're building cities every turn or building villages every turn, which then, and then later cities and you're trying to get rid of them. Um, and as the game goes on, it gets it actually gets easier to win, but you're also running out of time um, to win. And you're kind of moving your spirit's presence around the board, uh, which are just denoted by literally they're called presence tokens. Um, and as you place them, your spirit gets more powerful and you get access to more abilities that you can use to kind of destroy things, protect things, um, and uh, it's it's just like a really strong uh, there's a lot of like player interaction with your other friends that are playing. Um, and uh, it is also super variable in difficulty and complexity. Um, like you can play it at a basic level where you don't have to think about like there's much less randomness and you don't have to think about uh your power, like the, the, the ways that you're developing your character as much. And then as you add rules and complexity, it gets harder and harder. Um, and then there's tons of other ways to adjust difficulty and add more objectives and elements. Um, yeah. So yeah, it sounds super it's, cool. it's a, it's a great game. I really recommend it to, it's kind of like one end of the board game spectrum for me this week. It is a complex game. It's not like it's super simple, but I actually think that that's, if you're new to board games, it's still a great game to pick up because it introduces things at such a easy to follow rate. Um, and uh, I think it is something you can kind of learn and grow with um, and uh, is really just like a good pickup for anybody. It's kind of it's like the cost of a video game. I think it's around 60 bucks. So it's not like a hundred dollar game. Um but it's also not super cheap either. Uh, there's one expansion available for it that I don't have yet, but I'm planning to pick up. Um, and then also it scales really well. So it scales great if you're playing solitaire to learn the rules or because like me, you have a hard time getting people to the table. Um, and it scales up to like four players really, really well too. Um, basically like the boards, the Island is, is in segments and you play with as many pieces, board pieces as there are players and that's it. And like with more board pieces, that means that the settlers, there's more settlers being placed and that's kind of how it scales difficulty wise. Gotcha. Um, but that's literally the only thing that changes is the amount of Island boards on the table. Uh, otherwise so all of the rules stay the same based on number of players. If you're playing with people who have never played it before, is that ramp pretty easy or are you going to have to explain yes. rules, hand them rule, rule books, or will they just be able to read whatever card they're handed and just kind of, into it what has to happen next they should they should be able to i think some board game knowledge helps but one of the things that's great is so like the one of the ways that it scales um there's a concept called blight as settlers do damage to the island um 
they you, there are native peoples there that fight back but can also be killed and then when damage is done to the island uh you place these blight tokens um at a base difficulty and complexity level you just like put five blight per player on the board that tracks a lot of different stuff about the island and if it runs out of blight on that board and that's where you pull all of the tokens from then you lose um you can also add a blight card that's the way you're supposed to play it where you are um it there's one of two different ways that blight can affect the island in addition to causing you to lose um and you after some blight is placed you flip the card and then it turns into like bad shit happens whenever it's placed so that's like the only board affecting affects all players element um otherwise i could play a high complexity spirit with the full draw powers from the deck of cards and then pick them and you could play as a low complexity spirit with uh a, with the power track where you just get powers in a row that they recommend. So for you, your game is less complex. You're able to con- to learn it at a slower pace. And for me, I'm playing with the full set of rules that make it more challenging. Gotcha. Um, so, so you're playing Invoker and I'm playing Sniper. Got it. Totally. Well, and so honestly, that's part of that comparison is part of why I enjoy the game so much. I don't want to say that it's like Dota because obviously there's no... There are I, I played a card game last week that is literally a a MOBA inspired card game and a game came out that I really want to buy called Cloudspire that is literally a MOBA inspired board game. This is not like that. The mechanics are not similar. But what is similar is that the characters each have a lot of nuance and complexity. And that's a it reminds me of specifically Dota, not just MOBAs as a genre, but there's not as, as many of them, obviously there's like 10 yeah. total. I think there's a couple more you can get as promo items. Um, but uh, it, it's still like uh, the characters are so unique. Um, like there's a, there's the, the lightning character that I've had the easiest time with is really good at damaging and killing settlers quickly, but not very good at defending places. So you have to play very aggressive with that spirit, because if you don't, then there's going to be a buildup of settlers and you're not going to be able to contain them all. They're going to start blighting the island and killing it off. (laughs) The flip side, the slow moving earth spirit doesn't do a lot of damage and really needs to ramp power over the course of the game. So you spend a lot of time, but they're very good. He's very good at defending. So you spend a lot of time placing your presence in the early game just to kind of weather the storm that's going to come from the invaders attacking and they're going to kind of build up their numbers but he has an innate ability to defend from damage. So as long as he has presence in a Island space and then later in the game, he has the resources needed to start just like crushing them one at a time. Um, and so the characters like just play totally differently like that and complement each other in different ways. There are some higher complexity ones that are kind of designed to support the other spirits rather than defend their own, tiles particularly well and stuff it's it's just it's a very interesting game with a lot a lot of depth um you can add specific scenario cards that change up the rules and you can also add uh decks of specific invaders so like they do different things the invaders like behave differently than the base level ones um uh so there's just a lot of variability it's a really neat game yeah it's cool i think i might try and track down a copy of it sometime like in the near future 
Yeah, you really should. If you can play it before you buy it, great. But like, I think it's worth buying. I, I don't. I don't think you'll have any regrets. Cool. Um. So yeah. Um. And the other game at the opposite end of the spectrum is uh, a title called Gloomhaven that I've talked about briefly on the show like yep. a year ago. Yeah, I remember that. Um. It uh, largely has stayed in its box because I've found it very intimidating. <laughs> um, it is a 20 it is, at this point it's 25 pounds because I have a uh, $100 wooden organizer that uh, I purchased shortly after getting the game. Um, that is another like five pounds of 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 uh, pushed together wood um, that holds all the various components um, and that game, you know, like I've sort of talked about before a lot of what kind of made me pull it off the shelf or off the floor. Cause I don't have a shelf that can hold it. Um, is, uh, some on, on shut up and sit down. They were talking about how, uh, which is a board game review show on YouTube and they have a podcast. They were talking about how, um, on board game geek geek that at the time of that episode of their show, Gloomhaven was like, had the rating of the best board game of all time or something. And I was like, man, I really should just play that more. Um, and uh, I should continue to play it more. That that It's the total opposite of the spectrum from Spirit Island in that I think you should only buy it if you are pretty passionate about board games. Um, if you like video games and are happy with that, you should go play Pillars of Eternity or something. Um, but Gloomhaven if, is tactile in a way that is really cool um and and i think worth experiencing if you if you enjoy board games i mean it's it's like a dungeon crawling open world rpg where once you go through the the main thrust of the game is picking a location going in it and then you go through tiles and play cards to use abilities and you're playing as different classes um the thing that's really the hook is there's a hundred almost a hundred scenarios and as you play them, your characters level up and then eventually you retire uh, and then you unlock new characters to play. But you don't the characters are in sealed boxes. So you don't know what those characters do aside from having a symbol on the box. Um, so there's a lot of like discovery and mystery in like, what does this character with the skull symbol do? Is it, I'm assuming it's going to have something to do with the undead. And then you pull it out of its box and it's some wildly creative looking miniature and like a really cool set of new abilities that you're going to be playing with for the next several sessions. Um, hmm. And that's cool. So the struggle in, is that in, built in uh, surprise mechanics. Yes. But, but real surprise mechanics that are fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the struggle is that you need to, is that the, the game is $130 retail. Oh, geez, yeah. Uh, and you need, I think you really need a box organizer to make it tenable to play and set up. I can set it up and tear it down in about 10 to 15 minutes with the organizer. Without that, if it was all just like a jumble of stuff in bags in the box, it would take half an hour at least to set it up. So um, I would say you should get an organizer. That's another 50 to a hundred dollars, depending on what you get. Um, the other struggle is, so you're like, you're spending around 200 bucks on this game to get going. And then the other struggle is um, sessions are playable in like an hour to an hour and a half. So it's not like you have to play it for a whole day to get time in. But, um, you know, it's kind of designed with playing with the same group in mind. So there's no reason you couldn't swap people in and out, but it is certainly designed to play with 
the same people. So for me, I'm playing it solo right now. Um, I also strongly recommend you get the, there's a sticker pack. Um, this game uses legacy, legacy mechanics, uh, which is a system where like a concept of like putting stickers onto things and tearing up per certain components, the tearing up part, you do not have to do. Um, there's no reason why you would need to do that. Uh, but um, I do recommend there's a reusable sticker pack where you can um, pull the stickers off the board after you and off the cards after you put them on them to sort of reset the game. I think that's a must buy as well. It's only like 15 bucks, so it's not like nearly as expensive as the other stuff. But um, you kind of want to get all that and then you want to get a group of friends together. It's a really good solitaire game as well. So that's how I'm playing it to kind of because I know I'll always come and sit at the table. Um, and then if my partner or another friend wants to play one of the characters that I've been playing, they can do that. Um, but uh, it's 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 a weighty game. It's also very, very hard. I lost the scenario, the first scenario twice uh, before I finished it last night. And I finished it one turn away from death for my uh, one of my characters had not died, but gotten KO'd or whatever. One of my characters was out and then the other character uh was one turn away from, from being exhausted is what they call it. Mm. Um, and I've completed it. So it's, it's hard. Um, it's, it's weighty. There's a lot going on there. Uh, I would say that you could check out the digital game. That's in early access. Now, from what I've seen, it is very much a pale shadow of what the board game is. Um, that uses some of the same rules. So you can at least see if you like the way the game works mechanically, but it is not, it only has three classes. The full game board game has like, 17 or something like that um and uh it's less it's mostly more of like just a procedural dungeon crawler than gloomhaven actually has like bespoke scenarios there's a random mode you can play to kind of grind your characters out if you want to but um but mostly you're playing through the again 100 or so scenarios that are in the base game yeah that sounds intimidating <laughs> as you said it is it is very intim- intimidating is the right word for it that, you know that sounds like a, a complicated game and i wish i had people i could play board games with i would say i'm not telling you to go and buy it i would say well, i'm if, not gonna buy it anytime soon anyway yeah i would <laughs> say Japan. if you're someone who has been thinking about picking it up and you've seen it and it sounds really cool and you want to spend hours sitting at your table I wouldn't let not having people stop you from playing from picking it up because it is a great solitaire game. Um, hmm. There is a pretty well-regarded respected critic named Tom Vassell who reviews a lot of games. Um, he actually said that it's his, his favorite way to play it is solitaire. So I definitely think it's, it's play. It's something you could enjoy by yourself. Um, and you still get the experience the, of like opening the box with the new model in it and seeing what they look like and everything, even if you're playing alone. So I wouldn't let that stop you, but uh, also uh, I would totally let the price and complexity and massive time investment stop you. If those things sound like things you do not want to do, but it is also play solitaire. I just go on Google play pass. (laughs) It is also uh, there's a, there's like a glut of dungeon crawling games that are similar, like co-op move figures through a dungeon I, this is the best one of those. So I would certainly recommend if you're already looking at buying like descent or something like a hundred dollar mm-hmm. game that uh, is maybe a little easier to get into. I would say just instead of wasting time buying three or four games like that to find the one just buy Gloomhaven. If you're already there, um, just get that one because it is cool. the best of that genre. Cool. 
uh, well, like I said, I'm tired, so I don't even, I can't segue. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I played a game. You've been, one could uh, say that, that you've been pursuing your destiny. Uh, one his second destiny, his destiny two. Yeah, it's it's the second one. It's like the third coming of the second destiny. Uh, yeah. Uh, I after last week's conversation about how I don't like destiny and anything they're doing and how I don't understand their choices, I picked up Destiny two and uh, Forsaken and the Shadow Keep expansion, which I was complaining about how they are separate things. Uh, everything I was complaining about, I just went. Well, I'm just going to do it. I got like the full sixty dollars version of Shadow Keep, so I have like the season passes for like the next six months or nine months or however long it is, like the next year, I guess. And I, I'm most of the way through Shadow Keep now. I, I did all of Forsaken, uh, or I did like the main part of Forsaken. I haven't. There's like some kind of late game stuff that I haven't done yet. And then now I'm near the end of Shadowkeep. I don't know exactly what I have left, but it's it's definitely an improved game from when I last played it. Like things are organized better. There's so much more to do, like just constantly having like long lists of things I could be doing. But I've just been focused on all the uh, the story stuff, which after watching like three quarters of a four hour lore video. Uh, yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that Mara lady, she seems pretty cool, but Oh, maybe she's a bad guy, but maybe, yeah, cool. maybe she is. Who know. knows? I don't know. I've always liked Mara, uh, but yeah, uh, I like the Awoken. I think they're by far the coolest and watching that lore video. And then also playing the game has made me go like, they're, it just goes back to like all these issues where I'm like, they're making a game that has all this cool shit, but then they don't like realize it to its full potential. Like having, and like, it sounded like they wanted to make like the, like the races start in like different zones or areas, but then they ended up having to go having to have everyone start in like the Cosmodrome and destiny one. But like if they had differing story stuff for each of the, uh, each of the races or even like the classes. I think that'd be so cool. Cause I play in Awoken and Forsaken. So much of that has to do with the Awoken. Oh, and you just, they're like, Oh, like they call you cousin a lot. And like, but dialogue does that, change. Yeah. But it, it would just be nice to see, like have more of a, more of an impact uh, I think, on that. Yeah. But it's I not the that, game they're making, but it's also, it's, I think uh, like the, the way that they set it up in the story, I'm not arguing with you that like having different starting zones, they may have benefited from that and maybe they did want to do that at some point. But um, the way that the game positions you is like conceptually, you're not from you may not have even been born mm-hmm. in the Awoken city. Like you're like yeah. it, it's it's conceivable that you didn't even know that the the reef existed until the end of destiny, your character's mm-hmm. time in destiny one or whatever as an Awoken because the yeah. Awoken like, that left the city were like, no, they were exiles or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. Uh, 
it just goes back to my whole thing where I, I wish Destiny like was doing a lot more than what it is. And it seems like they want to do stuff like that. But, you know, who knows? Uh, I'm interested in seeing where they take that stuff now. Uh, I'd like to check out some of like the late game stuff. Uh, I'm at like light level or power level 903. It's over 900. Uh, and I'll maybe next weekend I might try to get in either the forsaken raid with like some people taking me through or the, uh, the, the new, the new raid, the it, garden of salvation or whatever. It impresses me that you like, I don't understand how people just like find groups to do that with. I, I just, well, you sit in the guided game thing for 45 minutes. Well, yeah, that and, part. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I joined a clan that is like full, uh, just like a, giant bomb clan and i'll just be like hey does anyone want to take me through the raid because like you know whatever i sit in here and i throw on the mic get in discord and we go through and they tell me what to do i'm like okay i did it oh great i I killed the guy yeah i think for me i'm just so like i don't want to talk to people i Mm -hmm. don't know to do that stuff i mean you can really for me it's just okay what do i do all right yay we did it (laughs) So. I just, but, but like, I'm saying like, I get yeah. nervous at the, like, oh, I'm going to do it wrong. And then they're going to mm-hmm. say you did it wrong. And then I'm going to uninstall the game and I won't play multiplayer games anymore. And I'll just play mm-hmm. single player role playing games by myself uh, for the uh, rest of my gaming career. Like everyone, that's, that's how yeah. bad it is for me. Well, everyone I have played with, uh, except for like one group has been very nice, but like that also that one group, they, I don't know why they were doing a guided game because they hadn't completed it either. Oh, and well, so, sure. That's uh, terrible. And and then I was like having to figure out like the puzzle, like the how to fight the boss. And we couldn't beat the boss because I don't know if like people were under leveled or that boss is just like the timing is ridiculously tight on like that raid layer. Uh, but yeah, so I've only beaten the fir- like the first raid, the Leviathan thing. And so I think there's like I don't even know how many raids there are now. There's a lot. And I want to check out like the dungeon stuff. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in that game. I haven't yeah. even tried like a Gambit or any of the multiplayer stuff. Gambit's cool. I like. I think Gambit's fun. Um, there's it's funny who you. It all depends on who you ask. There's people who say that Gambit's awful and that multiplayer in that game is garbage and an afterthought. Yeah. And then there's people who say that it's great. So I don't. Yeah, I think uh, it's all pretty fun. Yeah, like and the good thing about getting to like 900 power or whatever is now like I can actually start using exotics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nice to just be done with like the okay I'm getting like a more powerful weapon every like two minutes and you know constantly changing my armor and stuff and be like okay now I can just like feed stuff into here Uh, but we'll see how long I stick with it you know like I got the full $60 version so but it was on sale so I got it for like 50 yeah Uh, so we'll see how long I stick with it and uh what they kind of add in the each season because like that's it sounds neat what they're doing and i I am more interested than i have been in the past in like the story stuff like i'm actually listening to like the people talk i put on subtitles because i can actually pay attention to what they're saying uh but yeah it's destiny 2 it's it's a video game still maybe (laughs) it remains to be seen it's something Uh, have you finished the Shadowkeep DLC? No, I haven't. I 
I played the first, I played through all of Forsaken when it, when Shadowkeep came out mm-hmm. and then I started playing Shadowkeep and then, um, got code for a different game and, okay, yeah. uh, and, and like, so I just haven't, I haven't played it at all in like the last week and a half, which okay. is frustrating to me, but such is my life. Uh, uh I'm hoping to play it some tonight. After our conversation last week, I maintain that I think the new light stuff is ridiculous based on what they have you doing in Shadowkeep, like how they hide away like the Red War and stuff like because like that stuff is so integral and like they have stuff like in Shadowkeep, they have stuff like referencing like Destiny 1 and like, you know, you can't have like all that stuff in Destiny 2 or whatever, but. It's so focused it's, it's on a, like returning players that it it's seems a problem ridiculous. they will they will never ever solve for the life of that game um, is yeah, is how to impart the immense amount of shit that has happened already and yeah. also make experience to like make and make that make each new thing fun for new players and also make it serve returning players and I think yeah. they're doing it the smart way I think like making it so that the returning players feel like they're the ones that are being served by it, I think is the smart thing because if you're a new player, I'm not saying it doesn't, it's not weird, but like, I think if they positioned that the red war and all of that campaign stuff as you should do this before you play this, what happens then is I say to my friend, um, Oh, you've never played destiny before. Well, now's a great time to get in. Cause it went free to play. And if you just pick up shadow keep, we can start playing that new content together. If you don't really care about the story stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. then they can just jump in and we can start playing together. Whereas I think it, you could like totally like power level through it. Just like make it really easy. It's like, okay, here, we're going to teach you how to actually play the game and, you know, unlock stuff for you. Like, like that story isn't very long if you took out like all the filler stuff. Yeah. But, but I don't want to take, I mean, I think it would be a deal breaker for a lot of people if they were like, Oh, I need to play like three hours of story before I can play the new stuff with my friends. And eh, never mind. Yeah. I, I really think that it needs to be super optional. Could they surface it better? Sure. Like the director I, I thing that slides thing, out, yes. it should have th- yeah. each piece of content as a, you should go talk to this person and do this and do this and do this and do this. It shouldn't just be like, go play shadow keep. But, uh, I also think that making it super optional is core is like key to getting new players to play with their friends right away. Um, and I think that that's like important for the long-term health of the game. And then I think that they need to make the content feel like it's for returning players because those are the people that are going to keep the game alive. Um, so, I think they're doing the best that they can, or I think they're trying to do the best that they can mm-hmm. with it. Could they do certain things better? Sure. Um, but I also think that what's going to happen is what happens every time that destiny content comes out where, or I shouldn't say is going to happen. It already has a bunch of people come back. The same people that left and weren't satisfied before complain and complain until they get tired of complaining and then leave again. And then it's left with that core group that keeps the game going, who puts up with whatever weird shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just how these games, it's not just destiny. That's just how these games work. Like they can't please everyone. Yeah. And so they do their best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just like when you look at games like final fantasy 14 or, you know, all that stuff, like they've got like the power level thing, but then, 
they've also got the okay you can start from level one and work all your way through the bad story and all the fetch quests and it it's but it still has the same issue of context though like if you power level and just play shadow oh yeah yeah yeah, exactly you don't know what the fuck happened and it's held a lot more than a four-hour lore video to explain what happens in ff14 Exactly. No, exactly. That's my point. Like yeah. compared to like their, you know, other games that have like similar issues like they're or like, you know, Warframe is maybe a closer analog, but like they kind of they actually try to like teach you the game still, whereas Destiny is like, oh, here, here you go. Well, Warframe yeah. is interesting but, because um, Warframe is actually very rigid in how it, it locks. You have to yeah. play through everything in order. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there are. I mean, and and the the problem that, well, I shouldn't say the problem. There are benefits to going back and playing. They've just done a good job of making it so that like um, your friend will want to come play with you in your, in earth mission four, because Mm -hmm. it's valuable for them to go back and do that content. But that also is poor sort of Warframe's core problem is that it doesn't matter what you do in Warframe to an extent. I mean, certainly there's certain content that you're going to want to do specifically, but stuff is very generic, like crafting materials and stuff is so generic in Warframe. And that is such a core part of the game that it doesn't matter if you do missions on like Mars or on Neptune, like you're still going to get the crafting materials you need. So, I, and I'm not, I mean, Warframe's awesome. So I'm not like saying that it's yeah. a bad thing about that game, but Destiny has a lot more personality than Warframe does in its levels and areas. Um, And so it also, though, make like, I don't want to play the Red War again. I would if a good friend of mine really wanted to or if like my partner really wanted to uh, play with them. But I don't really want to do that. If I make a new character, I'm not fucking touching any of that old stuff. If they if they made it. If they just made a good game to begin with, then no, uh, the Destiny 2 is all right that first time through. And then after that, you're like, oh, but, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I just want to get to like the end game stuff. We're at the, I mean, I don't want to play Halo 2 again or Halo 1 again. Those are great games. I don't want to play through those stories again. Yeah. I've done yeah. it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I don't it can be I don't frankly, I don't want to play through The Witcher 3 again. It's a phenomenal game. You still got DLC to play. I know, I know. But but my point is just like, it doesn't really matter how I personally really enjoyed playing through Destiny 2's campaign, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to go back and replay those experiences when there's so many new things to play. So Mm -hmm. it really is more, it has to do with that where. But that's like the entirety of the game. Like they don't incentivize going back to play that stuff, but like the entirety of like Destiny and Warframe is like, you know, going, doing your dailies and then. Yeah, I mean, but I guess my point is or whatever. I want to do bounties that are going to advance. It's not so much that I always need to be seeing brand new content. It's more that I want to be doing whatever is going to push me up against the top of the power cap. Um, And so that's really more there's not I mean, I guess technically you can fulfill bounties in the old missions, some of them. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like right now what you're going to be doing is going to the moon and picking up the bounties from Eris on the moon and doing the bounties on the moon. And that's going to get you your engrams that are going to give you a little bit more power boost. And then you're going to start do the nightmare nightfalls and the, the raid. Um, I don't want to go play the red war cause I need to be doing those yeah. things to be progressing. So yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a whole weird thing. And if you're like a returning player, you pro yeah, you don't want to go play the Red War, but it's like just I don't like put hiding away the story for like new players and be like, okay, you're gonna play the newest thing that's got all this context. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't it's think a there's any way to sure. make it like a hundred percent amazing or whatever based on how they've been doing things so far. But hopefully with this new start, they can kind of start to put it together. But I wonder if they just keep slowly like pushing that stuff to the back. Like when the next expansion comes out, does Forsaken get pushed? into like the Amanda holiday. I would hope. Well, in space, I would hope that at least it becomes free with the next rollout, like the next expansion next yeah, year. I mean, um, you'd, you'd hope, but then like, you know, do they, does that become legacy content? I mean, I think it's technically yeah, already legacy content, but like it's on the map, but then yeah. do they hide that in like Amanda holidays? stuff? It's already structured differently too. Cause it used to be that you played the, the boss encounter missions in any order. Um, Whereas hmm. when I played it recently, anyway, there was always like the next mission to do. Yeah, um, that they did that, and then like they played out of order, like yes. or something. Yeah, it's, it is a little bit out of order. It little, only is relevant janky. at one point when one of them, like your ghosts, like always says like three down, four to go. When it's but the number's always wrong because <laughs> yeah. you're doing it out of order. Yeah, uh, so okay. that that is that was a little weird. Um, but yep. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, and I think um, I think what they're the last thing I want to say is with the narrative stuff. I think what they're trying to do, I don't think they do it successfully, but I think with Shadowkeep, what they're trying to do with those opening missions is make a new player go, oh, wow, there's this looks really cool and I don't really get it, but I want to understand this more and then go do the legwork to understand it, um, whether that's playing back through old content or watching a four hour lore video. Uh, I think they're kind of trying to entice new players by making the stuff that they're missing look really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, they're hoping that will be a substitute for having to show them having to do the work on Bungie's end to show them that stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. There was some news this week. I'm tired though. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 92 of Gaming Fix on this October 19th, 2019. Uh, if you got feedback for us about this episode, if you don't want to hear about Destiny 2 ever again, go ahead and email us at gaming at fix.space. Yes. What's the email? Is that the email? Gaming, gaming at fix.space. Give me or a you can tweet at us. I got to write up an email. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and we got, uh, you can also come to us on Twitter at fix podcasts. You can find me Andre Cole on Twitter at cool sloss C O O L S L four W Pat. Where can people find you? You can find me at PJC plays. Alex, where can people find you? And find him write an email and, uh, angrily complaining <laughs> about his internet. My internet uh, is so ass. <laughs> It's only ass right now. Yeah. Uh, I would kill for Google you. Google right Stadia now. coming November 19th. <laughs> Boy, be, uh, a, be a founder now. <laughs> There's a lot of PS5 what rumors if, that are going What if you couldn't play your games because you didn't have internet? 
that is that's the future real, i want to be real possibility that, oh you mean destiny 2 uh, <laughs> yeah uh Anyway, it, I can't believe that Destiny 2 on Stadia doesn't it's communicate. It's so bad. With it. <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't want to. Sorry, Sam. I don't agree. It's. I think that's a horrible decision. I think that it makes that thing dead in the water. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Who is going to play that game on Stadia There's, if it doesn't? Well, everyone who everyone who pre-ordered it. But but um, everyone who mm, I don't believe that I, mm, I don't believe that there are people that are hankering to play Destiny 2. And they're pre-ordered Stadia who haven't been playing Destiny 2 or haven't had the option to on a different device. The people who bought those Founders Cro- editions are not the like. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's a whole. No. Yeah. No, the people who I bought those Founders editions are not the like. This person doesn't have access to gaming hardware. They're the, that Stadia is great for them. I, the people who bought the Founders editions are gadget obsessed people that yeah. already have probably two out of three or two, like a gaming PC and a console or two consoles or something like mm-hmm. mm, it's not, it's not, it's not the I'm, someone who doesn't like it. I'm going to tell you a secret. Google hardware is ass. Well, <laughs> at least the controller's wireless. Yeah. Sometimes um, it's not though. <laughs> <laughs> they said it would be, and it's not. You know, it's, you know, it's, Hey, well, when your internet doesn't work, you can still connect the controller to the console or the, your phone. Yeah. And then <laughs> play a pinball game you downloaded on it. And then you can't uh, use your headphones because the Google pixel four doesn't come with headphones or an it's adapter. Fine. It's wireless when you use it with the Chromecast, which is the least reliable piece of hardware I've ever purchased. <laughs> I think it's, you got the got the switch internet the bad switch internet. I think it's the same problem. Uh, there, oh, there was some rumor about the PS5 that the controller is going to connect to the internet somehow, and that like for PS Now, uh, maybe. Like I mean, it's still it's now, still but. smart to do it that way. I'm not saying it's not, but. If if it's only if it's for the streaming stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I bet we still get an event in like March or February. Oh yeah, I think there'll still be an event. Yeah, so we're like four to five months away because they got to show the games running on screens that make them look nice. Do they you? can't just send a trailer to your phone because the trailer isn't going to be of the resolution that they want it to be for for like um, press and stuff. I mean, not for everyday mm-hmm. people. They want they're going to want press to see what a PS5 looks like running in person to hype it. But do you think yeah. it'll be launching in or an event will happen in March? Send an email to gaming at fix.space. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if that. you think that death training is going to be ass, send an email <laughs> to gaming at fix.space. So Dan Record, email uh, us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he thinks it's going to be ass. He knows. Okay. Uh, well, once again, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back here next week talking about more video games. Uh, Sam and I are also talking about comic books uh, this weekend for posting soon as well. So keep an eye out for that. Unless we are visited games. by little Todd Howard. That's true. If little Todd Howard <laughs> makes an appearance, then it, there may not be comic book talk ever. <laughs> it's true. Little Todd Howard hates comic books. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Goodbye. Good, good sign <laughs> So long. Get out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
Go on, get. <laughs> we don't. We don't need you around here no more. Go on. <laughs>